Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition app. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like 21-Day Fix, Insanity, P90X, T25, and Pio. These programs really work. And this is your one chance to try them for free. Go to BeachbodyFree.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition app. Pick any program and just follow it step-by-step, like 21-Day Fix, Insanity, P90X, T25, and Pio. These programs really work, and this is your one chance to try them for free. Go to BeachbodyFree.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vleeties. We are here. We're live. This is the Thursday one, everybody. On Thursday, uh, we talk a lot of wrestling as we head into the weekend. So this weekend is WWE Fastlane. There is some WWE headlines, by the way. And just a reminder, tomorrow immediately following SmackDown, so if you're listening to this on Friday, Kevin Scampoli of the whole fucking show will be live uh, immediately following SmackDown, TWFS live, or dot live. And you'll be able to join the chat, join the conversation there. But I am here. This is me right here. From the chat already, uh, Nathan Weller says, I haven't seen MLW yet. Who is El Jefe? Rezzy's saying El Jefe must be the boss in Spanish, something like Sasha is. And I and I will kind of throw a curveball at you, Nathan. Uh, the, the wild speculation for those who watch Major League Wrestling's Fusion Wednesday nights on YouTube, Fridays on BN Sports. I don't know all their plugs. I'll get I'll get them figured out once they start sponsoring me. But uh, I really enjoy their show, and they're they're having a a lucha underground invasion of sorts with the new group called Azteca Underground, uh, and obviously Mil Muertes has already been involved, and they keep dropping more and more hints that this is a lucha underground spinoff. So they have you know they have a website Azteca Underground, and they they're looking for a place to have their new temple. So clearly a spinoff or a ripoff or homage to Lucha Underground. And honestly, yeah, the unique opportunity to join their to their underground sexy fight club. And I can't I'm interested to see what's gonna be. So obviously I think I think we can all agree El Jefe must be Dario Cueto. However, after watching the program today, I, I was able to watch it all today. It's only an hour. This episode is only forty eight minutes. And I and to keep put to go on a sidebar, I was even confused how the episode is only going to be forty eight minutes long. I was like, how can you advertise all these matches and only have a, a forty eight minute show? Uh, but obviously, TJP uh, prolonged his match with Buku Dao, so I think that's going to happen at uh, Never Say Never. I think that's a not a pay per view, but it's a um, it's a main event style or you know a bigger card, a super card style match. So. Uh, I'm excited to see that. That'll that'll be moved to to there, I'm sure. There's a chain match next week, which was set up by... I love these Von Erics, by the way, everybody. I know that I'm from Texas, so I was oblig- like the obligatory thing for me to do is love the Von Erics. What an, what an amazing tag team. They both look great. I love their I love their story. I love their training. I like that they're from Texas, but now they live in Kauai. There's so many things about them that are awesome. They have the best T-shirts in, in wrestling today, I think. So they're going to be teaming with ACH. Uh, so it's going to be a bunch of Texas boys running around. Maddie Spice uh, redeemed uh, this in the chat. Rich Swan fucking sucks, damn it. That's why I released his ass. 
and that's true. He was released, even though the allegations, they, they didn't even do an investigation. They just released him. He's got kids in his basement. You're fired, damn it. So uh, they, they hinted at who El Jefe was going to be, and it seems like Dario Cueto is the obvious answer. I feel like there's a curveball because they won't say the gender of El Jefe. They won't, you know, they, they, I even listen specifically. El Jefe wants this. El Jefe wants this. The new, uh, I forget what the term they use, but they, they won't say he wants this or she wants this. So it's leading me to actually believe this character is female. And I, I've been watching, uh, I've watched four episodes of season two of Lucha Underground where Katrina is actually in charge of the temple. So I, yeah, I'm sorry, Nathan Weller. I think that Katrina is El Jefe. We haven't seen her in a long time. I don't know what Maxine is up to. So we'll have to see uh, if, if, if that's realistic. I mean, Dario Cueto is obviously the fun answer. That's who, we, that's who we'd like to see. Wait, wait, wait. I'm allergic to Katrina. Wait. That was a good sneeze. Ayako highlighted a message. It's Tyler Rex. I was watching the 2011 Royal Rumble, and I was shocked that Tyler Rex. Thank you, Nathan. Well, I said bless you in the chat. I was so – my allergies are crazy. It's like 40 degrees here today. Yesterday was 80. So pollen is all fucked up. Nobody knows what's going on. I saw Tyler Rex run out in the Royal Rumble. He was running full speed like an idiot because he was running towards, like, all of the Nexus. And it's like, I'm going to go get them all. And he ended up, you know, getting eliminated really easily. So, uh, yeah, it's – I'm assuming that Tyler Rex is not El Jefe. Although, you know, I would support her if she was. That'd be great. Um, and so, and yeah, Gino brings up, didn't Dario kind of die in Lucha Underground? I, I haven't finished it yet. I've only, I'm on season two right now, but he already lost his power. So I don't know what else happens in season three and four. I don't know when Detective Joy Ryan shows up, but I'm assuming that Dario Cueto, and he, isn't he just an actor? It's not like he's actually anyone who's involved with wrestling beforehand. So I'm assuming it's Katrina, uh, with, you know, that seems like what it's going to be. Sorry, everybody. Or it could be like Chavo Guerrero, somebody like that. It's just somebody you can mix in. But I need to finish Lucha Underground and make an informed opinion because apparently season four had like Sammy Guevara and Jack Swagger. So I don't know what was going on in, in Lucha Underground season four. So we need to catch up on it before we can make our bold opinions about it, which I will do happily. I it's all on Tubi TV for free. It's great. And if you watch like 10 minutes of the episode and then turn it off and come back to it like the next day, they must not have like their technology figured out, but uh, they don't have commercials. When you like w when you hit resume, there's no commercials for some reason. It's much like Impact Plus, where if you just go on to Impact.com, you can watch the whole event for free. And I'm even like holding my credit card. Like, when do they want me to pay? Like, I was assuming I got like a 10 minute pre. Like, you get 10 minutes for free, and then you got to pay. Didn't even have that. It was just the whole thing was free. So I, I maybe they knew what I maybe they knew if I paid I would have asked for a refund because I was so pissed by the end of that event. But we'll see who El Jefe is. It was a really good episode of Fusion. Hammerstone's the best. I think we can all agree that there's like nothing better than Alexander Hammerstone. Your boy Hammer with the uh, Nightmare Pendulum. He's coming after Mil Muertes. He wants his title back. First of all, his belt was just stolen. So and Maddie Spice in the chat. I would rather watch Lucha Underground than Impact Plus. Imp Impact Plus though. You get all the old TNA, which there's a lot of great matches in those older episodes of TNA. And I've been watching, obviously, I've been watching, as I've said before, I've been watching a lot of Marky D, one, two, three. And I, I've determined once Bischoff and Hogan showed up, TNA kind of shat the bed. And I still liked it. For me, and I, there was going to be, I was going to do a whole uh, paid content discussion, or not even discussion, just me talking it out. But. Watching Impact, when the main event Mafia showed up, that was when, for me, it kind of lost its special. It, it lost what made it special. Because even Angle versus Samoa Joe, Christian versus AJ Styles, all of these WWE guys, that but they weren't old yet. Once you started to bring in Kevin Nash and Sting and Steiner, who I like all of them, but once they became, and Booker T, when they all became a dominant faction that ran the show, it kind of ruined it for me because it was like all the guys that I like are being shoved to the back of the line. And that was what kind of led to me not watching the show anymore. 
And Nathan Weller even says, Main Event Mafia was fucking awesome. Them versus the front line? Great feud. Uh, maybe it was, but I was already disenchanted with WWE in September of 2008. So that Main Event Mafia shit was just killing me. So I just was like, I gotta, I gotta take a break. I, I have to go do anything else. And Nathan, you are a smidge younger than me. So like I've said several times, like 2002 and three drove Kevin Scampoli away from wrestling. Those were my 2003. 2003 is my favorite year ever. And then uh, Jordo says, you got to at least admit they're aw they're awesome in perk angle compilations. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like when I look back and watch some of the clips, a lot of it's fine. But, you know, there's a lot of other issues that I just had with uh, with wrestling at the time not it wasn't anything tna was doing it wasn't them just it wasn't only them because even in wwe if you don't like one thing that's going on you try and enjoy something else on the show and i couldn't even do that at that time i, I was i was a uh, i was just graduating from high school and i was like you know what i'm busy I, I, so i i had moved on from wrestling and then i got back into it at, uh because of hulu hulu had superstars and it had NXT and add SmackDown, so I just started watching those. Then I was like, you know what? Kind of like this wrestling thing again. And then I started watching Raw, and then I came back to Impact, and it all ended up working out for me. And I do go back and watch, like when I watch Royal Rumble, when I watch anything 2010, like the guest host of Monday Night Raw, I'm always I sit there and I go, I am so glad I missed this shit. And then uh, Nathan says the age of Orton was 2008, Bleedies. You're not a true fan. That's see a true Orton fan wouldn't say that the age of Orton was oh five oh six and we we all know that for sure rated RKO him versus Undertaker even oh four when he beat Benoit Orton's career was when in oh three when he was in the SummerSlam Elimination Chamber oh my gosh Orton Orton oh eight was already a, a seasoned veteran by then and I will say I like Randy Orton didn't like Legacy didn't like Cody Rhodes with his dyed hair. Didn't like Ted DiBiase. Although when I watch DiBiase matches now, I go, wow, they really fucked up with this guy. He looks like Randy Orton when he does a drop kick. Like, why didn't it work out for him? So I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I really, I, I do enjoy and I do enjoy going back and watching some of it. But when I watch like the Nexus angle, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I missed that. When I see Dash and Cody Rhodes, okay, I'm glad I missed that. When I see uh, Jericho, okay, like that, that's one of those things that, I just listened to Big Show and Jericho's podcast. They were so happy about their tag team. And I was like, uh, no, that that's no, this isn't I don't like Jericho. And then I even watched something today with Showmiz. I'm like, what did he do? How did he just go from Jericho to Showmiz? What what happened there? So and Nathan Weller, what about the theme song for Nexus? I I thought I remember going to a a seven eleven and it was a, all the Slurpee Cups were SummerSlam themed. And, you know, I saw MVP and some of the other guys that I know. And I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck happened? Who are all these guys? This must be a group or something. And I remember looking, one of the guys that really stood out, to, obviously Wade Barrett, uh, Michael Tarver, I thought was awesome. And when I saw Ryback, when I saw Skip Sheffield, I go, is that the guy from Tough Enough? I, like In my head, I was like, wasn't he on Tough Enough? Is that Ryan Reeves? And... That was him. Now his name's officially Ryback. So wrestling in 2010 was, I'm glad I missed it. 2009, I'm a little more sad that I missed it. I think 2009 was probably a, a good year that I just didn't give a chance to. Uh, like I know the Triple H and Randy stuff I probably would have really enjoyed. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I skipped it because I, I have, I and I also like that I'm able to go back and watch Royal Rumbles and stuff from, a, from an era that I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of that stuff. So I like that. Uh, let's move on to some current shit, though. Uh, I got WWE news I wanted to touch on real quick. Eric Bischoff is being, uh, he's been inducted, or he's being inducted, into the Hall of Fame class of 2021. This is kind of controversial for some reason, like because I know that they made a big deal when the NWO was getting inducted and Bischoff wasn't a part of that. Which seemed a little odd. Like uh, I guess, I guess in my head they were inducting the three original members of the NWO, or four, I guess, because they had X Pac in there. But it, I, I they didn't put Big Show in there. They didn't put half of the the NWO was a pretty substantial group, and I know that Bischoff was the creator of it, but it wasn't. I, I never thought he was an NWO guy. I still don't, even though he was technically in it. But 
I think it's fitting. I think Bischoff and his, his work with Conrad Thompson, I'm excited to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Um, for me, always, Bischoff's going to be the, the, the raw general manager. So I know that uh, I know that his legacy for WCW is probably what it is. But, yeah, Maddie Spice. The NWO had 50 members. Yeah, like so many fucking people in that. And he was the best raw general manager by far. And I remember during that era of him as the raw general manager, he was the raw general manager, whereas SmackDown had Stephanie McMahon, then Paul Heyman, then Theodore Long. They just had this revolving door while Bischoff was the constant. And, you know, he, he floated back and forth between heel and face and tweener. And I, I liked that. And I remember, and oh, 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 my favorite part of not watching wrestling in 2010 is this bullshit anonymous raw general manager. I guess he was there in 2011 as well. I don't know all of it. But, oh, what a stupid piece of shit thing to have out there. I, that would have made me stop watching wrestling. May I have your attention, please, Michael Cole? And Michael Cole is a heel play-by-play guy. is so fucking annoying because you can even hear, like, Jim Ross will try and get the talent over, and fucking Michael Cole has to make fun of that there's a Divas match happening right now. And even though we all agree, why are we watching a Divas match? It happens every time. Thank you so much, Kevin's Dog Logan. And thank you so much, Gino, for the hydrate. I'm sipping on a lemon white claw. I don't want to drink all my beers right now. So, yeah, Razzy, don't remind me of the laptop general manager era. And then when they even brought him back, when they brought it back and then Hornswoggle was the reveal, which made no sense. Oh, what a terrible fucking time in wrestling. I'm so glad I missed it. It was awful. Uh, but uh, Johnny Ace, is uh, he's back as head of talent relations. So, we might be seeing him back on television sooner than we expect. Adam Pierce is doing a good job, but you know eventually with, with how WWE creative works, we got to make him a heel. Damn it, he's got to have they got to rebel against him because that just seems like the thing they always do. Um, yeah, I, the Hornswoggle reveal was ridiculous, but uh, congrats to Eric Bischoff. I, I just listened to two episodes of Eighty Three Weeks today uh, when they covered TNA. I'm still listening to TNA Victory Road 2011. Because he was brought in just as a talent. So it is interesting to hear what his opinions are. And some of the stuff he says, though, you're like, okay, this is why TNA didn't work out. Um, I mean, even watching Marky D, he was doing the Monday Night Wars for for Raw versus Impact. And there was one episode of Impact where Bischoff got like 11 minutes of screen time. And you know Bischoff's not a wrestler. You don't know why he's like involved in the main feuds. It was a little odd, but... Uh, Bischoff is well-deserving of the Hall of Fame. Contributions to the business alone. Come on. WCW? It wouldn't have been a thing without him. So, very cool that he's getting inducted. I can't wait to listen to... Uh, oh, and he actually had some good points on uh, on his most recent 83 weeks about AEW. Because, obviously, we were all going like... We were all very confused why um, Big Show was revealed that he was all elite via Instagram or Twitter. Like, why would they just announce that on on the Internet? Why wouldn't they milk that for, like, a storyline or something? Why wouldn't they do a big reveal on the show? Why wouldn't they do, you know, well, like, there should have been more to that. Uh, as Nathan Weller says, in, he highlighted, I can't believe there are some people who say he doesn't deserve it. There's people who don't get any. People want Nikki Bella so bad, but they're like, what? Eric Bischoff? What are you talking about? So, yeah, who knows? But, and yeah, quickly in the chat, Big Show already feels like it's not a big deal because of that annoying reveal where you could have had him come out and be spontaneous. The same with Christian. Uh, and, it, and Bischoff brought both of these points up where don't tell people we're bringing in a Hall of Fame talent because no matter who it is, it's not going to live up to the expectations. Can you imagine the difference if, Kenny Omega and all these guys are beating down John Moxley to win the match. And then Christian runs out to make the save. Just a different way to bring somebody in. Make it a surprise. Because when you're telling us there's going to be a Hall of Fame talent, we're assuming it's an older guy. So we already know, like, okay, we already have a list of who it might be. And just have it be an organic surprise. Have him come out and beat the fuck out of somebody. That's all we wanted, and we didn't get it. 
So a little frustrated on that front, but it is what it is. And then with um with Big Show, don't tell me the reason that he was announced on Twitter was because he was doing the commentary for Dark Elevation that night. So they needed to announce it ASAP. And I don't know why. I don't know what the significance was of announcing it on Twitter or Instagram. And then I don't even think he came out until the following week. So I don't know why they would announce it like that. Other than we got to get him in here now. Maybe we're going to record some shit with him. I don't know where that, that's coming from. Sonic Gino highlighted a message. He said the Bellas are being inducted into the, uh, inducted this year since they were in the 2020 class. Yeah. So people are like begging for Bellas. I think Bischoff is more deserving than Bellas. I'm saying it now. I don't watch Total Bellas or Total Divas. I know that brought a lot of new viewers to the product, and it seriously did. People were texting me about wrestling because they were watching Total Bellas. They would tell me, hey, do you watch, you know, they would ask, do you watch this Total Bellas show or these Total Divas show? I go, no, I, I've kind of seen clips of it. And, and then they would go, what time is Raw on? And I'm like, you're really going to watch a three-hour Raw so you can see the Bellas for two minutes. And that, that was their business strategy, and it worked. So good for them in that front. Uh, other news on WWE real quick. I wanted to talk about Andrade. So before I went live tonight, Geezy and I were talking about Andrade Cien Almas because apparently he's kind of broken his silence about why he's asking for his release. I think it's pretty obvious why he's asking for his release. I mean, we haven't seen him, what, since before the draft, right? Like, it's been a while. He wasn't even drafted. Um Andrade tweeted, the rumors are true, and I don't know what the future holds, but I want to make my dreams come true. Thank you for giving me so much support these last days. Uh, and then he said the same thing in Spanish as well. But we haven't seen him in a, in a long time because um, it, it was noted last week at Wrestling Inc. They, they revealed that Andrade requested his release while backstage at the March 8th edition of Raw. It was later reported that he looked absolutely miserable while at the taping. This was revealed after Andrade dropped the WWE from his Twitter handle and removed WWE from his Twitter bio. So Geezy was kind of asking, like, why would you want to leave if you're Andrade? Like, you're making, you know, we can assume his contract is what? Probably his downside guarantee is probably 100K. Is that the safe assumption here? And he probably gets paid a couple hundred bucks for doing TVs. But <laughs> Vince told him to learn English and he learned it all, so now he can quit. And I know that was one of the, the knocks against him was that he didn't speak fluent English, but that's why he had a manager. Uh, and Sonic Gino just highlighted, he says, also, since they did not have Charlotte on TV this week, maybe he's, she's thinking of leaving with him. I doubt it, sincerely. There's no way Charlotte's leaving WWE. I know that they're in love, but no way. Like, you're not leaving, you're not leaving your job. If anything, Charlotte's probably supporting him, telling him you should go to Impact, you should go to AEW. You should go to MLW. I think Andrade and Impact would be great. Plug him in right now to the main event. Fuck it. I mean, if Rich Swan could be the champion, I don't see why Andrade can't be the champion. So I think it makes sense for him to leave. Cause, and honestly, what I was telling Zach was Andrade could probably make more money on the indies right now. Although the shows are limited, but just imagine he wrestles for – imagine he wrestles for – if he goes to AEW, he's going to make the same amount of money. But if he goes to Impact, MLW, SWE here in Texas, some other companies that are running in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, he can work the indies and make more money than he's making now. So, <laughs> JT says we should trade Andrade for Britt. Britt Baker is ready to leave that fucking company. She's got to be. We all saw the creepy video last night after Dynamite of Tony Gone trying to, like, tell her what a great match she had. And she's just like, fuck you. Like, I got, t I got tax in my back. I'm trying to get out of here. And he's like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? And then, you know, trying to tell her, this is show of the year. Show of the year because of you guys. So, yeah, it's no thanks. Uh, we, uh, I think Britt Baker's better than AEW at this point. And although we can say which we can try and argue which women's division is better, all I know is, is that Ryu Mizunami would not have won a tournament in WWE. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to take a sip of my white claw. Good. That's such such good shit, damn it! But I think Andrade does deserve to to go to go somewhere else. Resi says that OnlyFans destroyed Andrade's career. Yeah, if Zelina never had that OnlyFans, just imagine what Angel Garza and Andrade would be doing right now. They'd be the SmackDown Tag Champs without question. They would already have the belts. We wouldn't have the Dirty Dogs that we have now. 
<laughs> Nate, uh, Sonic Geno says, pull up the clip so you can see why Adam was not there with her. Oh, yeah, didn't they tease that Adam Cole? Where'd that video go? I got to find this video, Gino. I'm so sorry. I might have lost it. Send it to me again. You don't need to pay or nothing. Just put it in there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Andrade move on. I am. I really am. I'm excited to see if Angel Garza moves on. I think, if anything, what WWE needs to do is um, – what WWE should do is is create something like, like a, a dark. Because I know they have main event, but – they should have a two-hour extra bonus show of just all kinds of wrestling. Get people in the ring. People want to go to this Thunderdome and watch some some shit. Nice perp. So you might as well just book as many guys as you can. Like I, I don't know why there's a hesitation to to have more guys on the show. Why not let Big Show wrestle? Big Show left WWE because. Um, <laughs> Big Show left WWE because he he wanted to wrestle. He he still had more to give to the business, and for some reason they weren't letting him do that. So yeah, why not? Like absolutely, let's let's have uh let, let's have these guys just wrestle. Put a bunch of wrestling matches on a card. You don't need to give it a ton of story if it's just there to happen. So let's move on to NXT that happened last night. I have not watched this show yet. Uh, Sonic Gino provided this clip. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly's altercation draws police presence. Does this have anything to do with Kyle O'Reilly's disgusting elbow? Because I have not forgotten that. Fastlane on Peacock. So they were able to record this for podcasters. Looks like Adam Cole is hanging out behind the back of a car. Kyle O'Reilly is already in a police car. And as you can kind of hear from Adam Cole screaming that he's, you know, you try to run me off the road. You try to run me off the road. So this was a great way to do a pre-tape so Adam Cole could be at AEW to support Britt Baker. I can't calm down. You are finished. Mr. Regal, what just happened between Adam and Kyle? What's happened is everything is completely out of control, and hopefully the police officers drop their charges. And if they do, I'm going to demand next week that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly come here to the CWC because nothing is going to stop them destroying each other. But I'm going to have a solution to their situation. The tag team match. They're going to be in a tag team together, and they're going to need to work together, or they're going to be fired. Thank you. War games. I don't. Maybe they're gonna have a cage match or something at at Stand and Deliver. That might be a good way for them to get their aggressions out. But yeah, I wonder what's in store for these guys coming into Stand and Deliver. We gotta start booking this shit. All right, what are we four, two, two episodes out? It's time to book Stand and Deliver. So I didn't watch this show yet, but I'm excited to see. And yeah, Nathan Weather in the chat. Regal is a great GM, outstanding general manager. He's one of the best parts of the show. He really is. Like he makes that show so worth watching. So, yeah, I really, really enjoy everything that William Regal does on that show. And I like his interactions with Cameron Grimes when they happen. So, uh, I'm excited to watch NXT. Yeah, I just didn't have time today. I just said my son was sick. So, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting – what an interesting few hours that it has been. So, uh, but moving on to what I really was excited to talk about. I mean, obviously, we got SmackDown tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. Kevin's going to be live immediately following SmackDown on TWFS.live. So make sure that you go immediately following SmackDown on Fox. You all know what it is. There's two matches announced. Let's do, uh, let's talk about those two matches real quick. Nia Jax and Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship. Uh, obviously, we're not switching that belt. I think the poster's been released, and it's got Bianca and Sasha on it. However, they're not wearing tag belts on that poster. So I can give you a fast lane scoop. Kevin, keeps, Kevin is convinced that Nia and Shayna are going to break up. Like, this rivalry is boiling over it's just to me there's no use in breaking them up they're going to have one match out of it just keep them together they're fine no need to rush it 
Uh, I think that Sasha, it's probably a DQ finish. I don't see any way Sasha beats Nia Jax, and I don't see any way Nia gets the belt. So I think there will be some sort of DQ finish. Reginald could be involved. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, it's a schmoz. It's hard to book a good match on a go-home show. The way to make an interesting match, put it on the go-home show, Edge versus Jey Uso, winner becomes the special enforcer. Because even if Jey Uso, like, hooks the tights and wins this match, uh, you know, now he's the enforcer, that doesn't mean Edge looks necessarily bad. We saw him lose via cheating. But there's no way Edge loses a match to Jey Uso. Uh there's no way anyone ever loses a match to Jey Uso ever again. Unless it's an elimination match like the Chamber where he can beat people, but it, he's not going to win. It doesn't make him look ultimately better than anybody. So uh, Edge wins. When are we getting the Jey Uso breakup, though? It's got to be coming, right? I mean, I don't know when Jimmy's coming back. I know they've talked about it a few times, but I think SmackDown. SmackDown's been really good, and it seems like a really fast show lately. So I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes, but um, but we'll see what it is. Let's take a look at what what I'm excited for. And I don't know how many of you y'all are excited for this, but uh, NWA man, back for the attack is on, baby. And I really so I've never. Let's throw this out here. I don't think I've ever watched an NWA pay per view live. Like I've tried to like I gotta catch it. Like I really can't wait to watch this. And this one's on Sunday. So maybe there is a chance that I will be watching this one live. I doubt it. If if I am, you can jump in the Vlitis Plus and we'll be – well, no, isn't Fastlane this Sunday? Are they going heads up with Fastlane? Why would they do that? I did watch Into the Fire. I watched Into the Fire, but I watched it like the next day. So, wow, they're, they're going heads up with Into the Fire – or Into the Fire – with fat, WWE Into the Fire. So – uh, we have the card here for Back for the Attack. I am excited for this event. I really am. Um, I, I I like NWA. I think the wrestling is great. Oh, Sonic Geno says it's at 4 p.m. Eastern. So hopefully it's done before Fastlane. However, I'm not going to be able to watch all that wrestling in one day. Like My family does not permit all that time unless it's WrestleMania. Uh, there's no way that I'm watching all of that wrestling in one sitting. I'm going to have to... There's going to be a break, a break somewhere in there because I'm gonna. There's going to be chores that pop up or something. So let's take a look at this card. I'm going to start from some of the bottom matches. Uh, Tyrus is making his uh, NWA debut. So I like Tyrus. I like Brodus Clay. I kind of liked Brodus Clay before Funkasaurus. If I can be honest, I watched that season of NXT where he was season four or whatever where he was looking for his redemption season. And I liked him. I thought he was fine. I liked his outfit. Everything worked. When he came out and danced, I thought that was fun too. But I just remember this ugly, menacing heel that they had on NXT. And I thought, why are they doing this with him? And I think everyone thought that who watched NXT. Like, why are they making him dance? And that gimmick wore off really, really quick. But I'm excited to see him wrestle. He's going to be taking on uh, the one of the world tag team champions in J.R. Kratos. If Tyrus is making a big debut, I don't think that necessarily matters. I think Kratos is still going to get a win here. We can reestablish some of our champions by giving them victories. So why not have J.R. Kratos get a big win? Honestly, if you showed me 10 pictures right now and said one of these is J.R. Kratos, I wouldn't be able to do it. I didn't watch the last few episodes of Power yet, so I'm going to catch up on those. But <laughs> Nathan Weller says, didn't Tyrus send unwanted dick pics? Yes, he did. And Maddie Spice says Tyrus is on Fox News. Not anymore because of the dick pics. So Crimson versus Jax Dane versus Slice Boogie versus Jordan Clearwater in a fatal four-way. Clearwater had that match with Aldis that everyone's talking about, right? Um, I'm going to say Clearwater wins this match. I know Crimson's the exciting name that they're bringing in. Like, we got Crimson! We got him! But I think Clearwater is kind of the, the, the sweetheart of the NWA right now. So I think they're going to give him a big win on their first pay-per-view back in quite some time. So I think that'll be a fun match. Uh, I'm excited for that. Fatal four, a random Fatal 4-Way is, is kind of nice because you can have all the fake finishes. You don't need a huge story when there's this many guys. It'll be chaos. That's fine. Batty Spice says, where's Tyla's girl? She's on here. Don't worry. Number one contenders match for the NWA Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa is taking on Camille. And uh, the winner will get a match against Serena Deeb. So I'm looking at this match. 
Camille looks, I mean, I, I follow Camille on Instagram. She looks great. But Thunder Rosa just got this big win on Dynamite, and I feel like that has to matter. And I think Billy Corgan, whoever's in charge, whoever, you don't know Camille made the Waller? Dude, Camille's awesome. Uh, but I, I think Thunder Rosa, she just had a big win on Dynamite. I think NWA kind of owes her a favor for keeping the company relevant while she's wrestling for AEW. Because we were all saying it's a dead brand, except for her. She, you know, they, they would still bring up that she works for NWA. And although Serena Deeb did as well, um, it's still it, she's not featured as much on Dynamite as Thunder Rosa is. Thunder Rosa just main evented the fucking show. So I think it's I think she's gonna sell some buys here. So you might as well let her win this match. I think she's earned it. So uh national the NWA national heavyweight title, which is when they say national, they mean United States. I don't know why they call it that. Chris Adonis, the masterpiece, who I saw live at Empire Wrestling Federation. Holy shit. Uh can't wait. Chris Adonis, one of my favorites of all time, mainly because I saw him and met him and he was super cool. He ripped a tree out of the ground to save his mom. A lot of cool stories from that guy. I like him. Uh, so I'm I'm picking uh, against Trevor Murdoch. I'm picking Chris Adonis. Uh, Sonic Gino saying Trevor Murdoch has to retain the belt. But I look at Chris Adonis as a, a better future for the company. You're bringing this guy in, and he's been one of those free agents throughout all these years of impact. He was with uh, Global Force Wrestling for a little bit. All these years of impact, NWA, Lucha Underground, like there's been no Chris Masters. He's only st- he sticks to wrestling indies and selling 8x10s. So here he is getting a big victory on pay-per-view, winning a belt. He's going to be their new Eli Drake. They lost Eli Drake. They don't have James Storm. He can be easily plugged into their main event. So that'll be awesome. Uh, NWA World Television Championship. I'm assuming they still have the TV title rules, where the, the TV title rules are um, six minutes and five-second time limit. And uh, Pope versus Tom Latimer, for those who watch Impact Wrestling, Tom Latimer is Brom. He's Bram. Uh, so I'm assuming Pope keeps his belt. Everybody likes Pope. I've been watching these Mark ED one, two, three videos, and it's obvious that the Pope is the biggest wa- like waste of talent. They missed the boat so much on Pope in TNA. And uh, Sonic Gina says, why the five seconds? Because their show starts on Tuesdays at 6.05 p.m. Duh. So yeah, it's six minutes and five seconds. For some reason, they said, when Wade Barrett announced the the uh, TV title coming back, six minutes and five seconds is is uh, is relevant and important to NWA. So that's why the matches have a six minute and five second time limit. Which actually the the five seconds is a little odd, but the matches aren't faster paced because you have to win them within six minutes. So I do like it. I think it's a good stipulation. I like having belts that actually have different stipulations attached to it. Uh, I remember when Impact tried to do the. They tried to do the X Division Championship. This is when Hogan was in charge and didn't know what the fuck the X Division was. He wanted to do a triple threat match, and he wanted it to be X Division Champion, two challengers. So whoever got pinned was no longer... So when they would have another match next week, the guy who got pinned would not be in the match. But the champion, the guy who didn't get pinned, and one new X Division guy would fight for the belts. Like It was a triple threat championship at that point. And although that's stupid because it was the X-Division title, I still understand what they were doing with that. And I was like, that's an interesting concept. At least they tried something. And with the television championship, I think giving it a stipulation like, hey, this is the amount of time you have between commercial breaks, if anything. So uh, I, I think that'll be that'll be exciting as well for uh, for Elijah Elijah Burke to get his big victory. Uh, and then the main event, the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Sonic Gino just said some blasphemous stuff in the chat. Aaron Stevens has to win this belt to honor the, the question mark. For a long time. Trissy X, welcome to the party. Or Trissix, welcome to the party. We're running down NWA, uh, NWA back for the attack coming up uh, this Sunday. Can't wait. Next Tuesday we have Power. So, I mean, we're back, baby. Uh, but I will say... Or is power on Monday? I think it's on Tuesday. But I don't think I think Nick Aldis keeps this belt. Aaron Stevens, he can pay tribute to question mark. I know they were they were buddies. They were they were the little duo. Uh, you know, karate. You know, that was their that was their shtick. But in that same breath, we are trying to build a company. 
We don't need Damian Sandow to be the world champion right now. I think Nick Aldis, you keep letting him. You, you The longer this title reign gets, the more important his matches will be getting because you're going to want to see him lose this belt. Uh, I don't see any Tim Storm on here. I don't see Royce Isaacs on here. So I think uh, strictly business, do, do they have to be broken up? I haven't finished power, so maybe I need to, to catch up on this. So either or. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. Can't wait to see it. Damian Sandow is not going to win the world championship. Uh, sorry to break it to everybody. Nick Aldis, you can make the arguments. Is he a world champion? Is he not? But the fact that when you look at it'll be it'll be great for them to say, he's been the champion for 400-some-odd days. I think that'll be, I think that'll be great. Um, a question mark dies and nobody panics. Nothing happens because it's all according to the plan. Uh <laughs> But when Brody Lee dies, everybody loses their minds. Good call, Quigley. That is true. Everybody really did freak out. So, and yeah, when Josephus died, it was a couple posts here and there. That wasn't crying tribute shows for him. But, uh, well, of course, we're, this is probably going to be it. They'll, they'll be uh, in memory of Josephus, and, and they'll, they'll pay homage to him, which, he, which is deserved. I liked his gimmick. I liked his character. It's fine. Why not? So, Sonic Geno. Also, predict Impact Wrestling for next week since I gave you the card. You hearing this guy? You hearing my producer over here yelling at me? Telling me what's coming up for next week? Kenny Omega and Don Callis return to Impact Wrestling next week, everybody. Uh, as was announced on Dynamite, I believe. So I'm excited to see what they have to say. I'm glad that Kenny Omega is acknowledging Impact because I feel like since Sacrifice, since Impact, since even the Impact before that where they announced this match, AEW has not brought it up. They're ignoring it, which leads me to believe Kenny Omega is going to be the Impact Champion. He's just going to leave the the show with the belt. That way he'll show it. Because uh, even, uh, what's his name? Even Do uh, Scott Demore was like, it's going to be great. Uh, the Impact Tag t titles are going to be wrestle. They're going to be contended in New Japan. That'll be fun. And now you're going to see that with their World Championship. I'd be surprised if, I'm surprised Sammy Guevara didn't win the Exhibition Championship. At this point, if that's the strategy, hey, we need to make our company more popular. Let's have all of our title belts be wrestled for in other companies, which is an interesting strategy. But I do want to comment on Impact from Tuesday night, by the way. What a forgettable show. Oh, my gosh. I, I really completely slept on it. I, I forgot it even happened. You know, and this was the big fallout from Sacrifice. There was a six-on-six -six women's tag match, which I thought was sloppy. Uh, the Good Brothers stuff I thought was fine, but you know now we're just waiting until April 24th for a tag team match. Uh, Rhino and Violent by Design are, are officially together, which, you know, I hate that, whatever, that's fine. But even just scrolling through these results, I was like, wow, I watched this show, and I don't remember any of it. Uh, I liked, I, I feel, the, again, this show flew by in my head. The, the main event was good. So I, I'll give it that, right? I'll say one positive thing about this fucking show, a two-hour-long show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't like anything happening tonight. Um, Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan had an awesome match. Now, I'm very critical of Sammy Callahan. I would even go as to, to, like, to say I hate Sammy Callahan. Um, but I'm coming around on him. I really enjoyed this match. It was <laughs> Maddie Spice is telling me to stop making up names. Well, Trey Miguel had himself a good match against Sammy. I was shocked that Sammy won the match, to be quite honest. But I thought it was a good match. Uh, I would even say this, Nathan and Maddie and everyone else. It's worth watching. I would say that main event is good to watch. I would say check it out. Um, but how could I hate the Death Machine? I don't hate the Death Machine. I just don't like this storyline that they have him in where I want to see Rhino come back and get revenge and gore everybody. Now he just comes back and he's another puppet for Eric Young. Like, I, it makes a little bit of sense. Like, oh, he got in his head. But it would have made more sense if he just did that from the beginning and Rhino was the one that injured Heath. Like, that's what we should have did. Rezzy says Jessica Fat Havoc. Uh, Nevaeh's kind of hot. Who are we kidding? Um, big fan. But, yeah, I, I just – yeah, maybe when Heath comes back, Rhino turns on EY. Either way, it made for terrible television at Sacrifice when he cost them the match for no reason. It made <laughs> Maddie Spice. What happened to Jimmy Havoc? He got uh, me too'd 
and he is no longer allowed to wrestle anywhere. He's like Joey Ryan. He's been blacklisted from any wrestling events ever. Big Greg, 74035, follow me. Thank you, Big Greg, for the follow. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was not a fan of this episode of Impact until the main event. It took a while. Mahubali Shira and Rohit. Rohit got a victory. Those sound like names I'm making up. Those don't even sound like names. Those just That's what I said out loud right now. But we got some matches announced. Carl Anderson versus Eddie Edwards. I don't like Eddie Edwards, although his match at Sacrifice might have been the best match. Carl Anderson needs to win. He he needs to start taking wrestling seriously. The Good Brothers were their big get. Remember Slammiversary when they were so excited that they got the Good Brothers? And we, we had Talking Shop Mania. We were loving these guys. They can't continue to lose. So they need to win over Eddie Edwards. He needs to beat Eddie Edwards here because... The Good Brothers aren't getting their tag belts back, at least until Rebellion. So they need to figure this shit out, and hopefully they'll get their belts back. Um, Ace Austin versus TJP for the Exhibition Championship. The rematch is happening. Uh, Ace Austin's going to win. I like that they're doing a rematch. Their match on the pay-per-view is really, really well done. But uh, I, I don't see TJP getting the belt back this quickly. If anything, we need to get Josh Alexander in here, man. You know, fuck that. We need to get Josh Alexander versus Rich Swan. Before Rebellion. You want to put butts in seats. Josh Alexander is your fucking guy. What are we doing with Rich Swan over here? We need Josh Alexander to, to win this belt. What a badass. Love his look. Love his in-ring. Uh, he's great. And the fact that he's going for the X Division title confirmed my suspicions that TNA values the X Division title more than the world title. And Deanna Perazzo is going to be taking on Jazz in a non-title match. Deanna Perazzo does not lose. She's going to tap out Jazz just like she taps out everybody. And it's just, again, going to make Deanna look good. And we're probably building towards, I'm assuming, eventually the Susan thing's going to wear out, right? That's the next feud for Deanna that we might she might lose the belt in. Because Jazz just lost this tag match the other night. There's no reason she's going to be beating Deanna Perazzo. So that's Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling is what it is right now. They had a terrible sacrifice pay-per-view. I wish I was as happy and optimistic as Gino. I'm just not. Uh, it, it felt it feels laborious sometimes to watch. It felt laborious this Tuesday to watch the show. And that's why I don't remember most of it. I probably wasn't even paying close attention. Because I was like, oh, what a fucking shitty follow-up to this shitty pay-per-view. So, I don't like Rich Swan. I can make it as simple as that. Like when you talk, And I said this the other night. When you talk about world champions... You want to watch the world champions face each other. What if this world champion fought that world champion? I don't want to see Rich Swan fight any of the world champions. I don't want to see Rich Swan fight Nick Aldis. I don't want to see him fight. Uh, I don't want to see him fight Kenny Omega, which I'm going to see. I don't want to see him fight Roman. I don't want to see him fight uh, Lashley. Like none of those matchups even make sense a little bit. It's more like I'm more likely to say, "Do you want to watch Ace Austin versus Kenny Omega?" Fuck yeah. You want to watch Ace Austin versus Lashley? I'll check it out. Josh Alexander? Absolutely. I'll watch him fight whoever. Get him in the ring. But I don't know. I'm not. Put Moose. I don't know. And Moose wasn't even on the show. So I'm hoping Moose's contract is up and he's leaving this fucking company now. Because they fucked him over. It was so perfect timing for him to win this belt. And for no reason that I can tell, Rich Swan won it. And maybe the only reason Rich Swan won was so Don Callis can do his little promo that he did. I, I'm a I'm a Rich Swan guy. I made sure that you came to Impact Wrestling. I needed Rich Swan here. And maybe that's why they had that's why they booked it the way they they did. But Moose was clearly supposed to win that match, and Maddie Spice a fucking roll up to end the pay per view. A fucking roll-up. Yeah, even Finn Balor, even the NXT champion, way better. Don Callis' promo was really good. I would say, yeah, must-sees from Impact is the Don Callis promo and the Trey Miguel match, but that's it. Two-hour show, two segments make the cut. That's all you guys need to see. Um, so I need to watch NXT. I need to watch SmackDown. And before we talk next week, I'm going to be watching Raw. I'm sure that I'm going to sneak in some old-school wrestling in there. Maybe a couple Lucha Undergrounds. I want to record some stuff this weekend uh, for you guys. Maybe a cast from the past. Thinking of some other show ideas. Um, I want to do another We Hit and Run and just talk about some nasty shit. But we'll see when we get there. Uh, Sonic Gino says, 
Not the Trey match, the Sammy match. I'm so sorry. You got to watch the Sammy match. He's the draw. His nickname is the draw, even though when he was calling himself the draw, and even though he was headlining pay-per-views, I didn't want to watch him. I don't like that guy. I, I, I don't get it. I don't like when, you, when you're when you in WWE and you look like you're in good shape, you're wearing a singlet, and you leave WWE, you need to do what Cody Rhodes does. Cody Rhodes puts on a suit. He starts working out even more. He tries to make himself look more like a WWE guy than ever. But when you look at Sammy Callahan, he goes to AEW, you can, or he goes to Impact, he goes to MLW, he goes to the Indies, and he gets fat, starts wrestling with a vest. And I don't like that. I want you to still take your job seriously just because Vince isn't watching you. So he failed, Sonic. <laughs> He got released. No, he failed in WWE. Nobody cared about his Solomon Crow gimmick. We were all pulling for him, but he failed. We can say it. Something against him. So, And if he's got good matches, you're going to have to send me some links because I don't believe you. <laughs> I really don't. His match with Penta, which everyone made me watch, I was very upset about. So all of AEW are great heels, but shit faces for Maddie Spice. I disagree. I like. I mean, Moxley's a, a baby face, and... I tend to root for the – I don't like MJF as much as everyone else. So maybe that's a big reason why I don't mind the baby faces in, in, in AEW right now. I think that it's easier to be a heel, as seen by Bray Wyatt. It's easier to be a dick. It's easier to be an asshole. So I I, I just sit there like a normal – like a like a normal – a normie. I'm a normie. And I sit there and I watch – I watch, hey, this guy's supposed to be the good guy. And the best, the best baby face in wrestling is on AEW right now, Hangman Page. Hangman Page is the best. He should be the Impact World Champion as we speak, but he's not. So we'll get there when we get there. But anyway, that's all for tonight, everybody. Have a great weekend. Um, we got plenty to talk about uh, this weekend. There's going to be Fastlane. There's going to be Back for the Attack. Obviously, SmackDown tomorrow night. Kevin's going to be live immediately following SmackDown. So make sure you're there for that. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out. Let me know who we're going to rate. I don't even know who's online right now. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of people online. But uh, until the next time, in the meantime and in between time, I will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging out. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition app. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like 21 Day Fix, Insanity, P90X, T25, and Pio. These programs really work, and this is your one chance to try them for free. Go to BeachbodyFree.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22 